Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network. Real women sharing real stories about their ups, their downs, their journey, and their transformations. Through these stories, we'll explore what it takes to have the courage to speak your truth, follow your passion, and be the change you want to see in the world. And now, let's get started with today's show. So today, I have the privilege and pleasure of bringing you an extraordinary woman for the Be Real, Get Real podcast. This show is all about bringing you real women, sharing real stories of their life, their journey, their struggles, their overcoming obstacles, and their passion to make a difference in the life of others. And today, I have the privilege of introducing you to Deborah Morrison with Women Navigating Finances. Put me on that ship. I'm ready. Let's, Let's go, Nance. <laughs> Hello, Deborah. Thank you so much for making time to be with us today. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Nancy. I appreciate you. It's going to be a ton of fun to be with you. Yes, we'll have a great conversation today. And so, just so you know, Deborah is a 42 year financial industry veteran. She has been working in this area of finance, working with clients to ensure that when they get to uh, not only when they get to the end of their work life and they have legacy that they want to do and that they get to live in an, an empowered retirement, not only has she been doing that for clients for all of these years, she's also had an extreme, and I say extreme because I feel your passion around this, you're really committed to making sure that women have the knowledge, resources, and tools to live an empowered life of financial security on their own without having to rely on others because we all know stuff happens and we need to we need to know so I am grateful for you and your passion as well as this extension that you've now brought in which is all about really guiding us to financial security so thank you for being with us and all of our guests you want to go to WomenNavigatingFinances.com, and Deborah's going to share some great resources to get you started on charting your own course. Uh, so, Deborah, 42 year financial industry expert, veteran, two questions. Number one, why do you have this focus on serving women other than you are a woman? I get that. <laughs> but why, why is that kind of where your commitment lies? Well, Nancy, in dealing with clients for these years, it's been a firsthand experience that uh, women are thrust into when their partner, typically a husband, dies first, thrust into this sea of, of grief. And grief, uh, I'm also a certified grief coach, and grief is very much a full-time job. And when they have been our clients for a number of years, and in oftentimes decades, um, they do not have the extra difficulties of learning finances at the same time they're forging through their grief. Mm -hmm. And that gives them a huge luxury. Now, on the other hand, we've inherited clients that we obtained as clients after their partner had died. And so we see them trying to juggle this completely, I, I say it, two, two full-time jobs about understanding their finances, where they are, will they be okay, to what degree will they be okay? How much will they have to pivot and change all the while processing the loss of their beloved? So I've seen firsthand the, the angst 
of not having had the preparation and the, the ease, if you will, of processing grief without having the extra nagging financial concerns. Wondering. So, so really what I'm hearing in, in this aspect as it relates to why women grieve, you know, husbands passing before they do, what I'm hearing in that is learn it now so that when God forbid something should happen, that you can deal with the grief and have peace of mind that the money part has been taken care of. Like we need to, we can't just wait if, if we have a spouse, they do everything, they take care of everything, which feels really good to be taken care of. So I let's acknowledge that how good that feels yes. and taking care of ourselves so we can honor, God forbid, should that loss happen. And, and exactly, Nancy, and we deal with, uh, we, we understand that there are an awful lot of single people, uh, single women that uh, are either divorced or have never married or, and, and LGBT people that are uh, partnered or not partnered such that women um, are very, very much um, experiencing getting comfortable with their own finances, perhaps on a number of different uh, levels. Yet, as I said in my TEDx talk, the, the aspect of, relying upon, and I know the socialization for women north of age 60 was, you know, don't worry your little head over that, Betty, you know, Bob will handle it. And as I said, that would be fine if, if Bob doesn't trade you in for two thirties or Bob doesn't die prematurely. Right. And, um, and the average age of other thing that happened. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other thing. But the average age of widowhood is 55. Right. So I think that we just kind of chug along on our automatic pilot thinking that the, that page in the newspaper, if we still get it or on our cell phones, we look at the obituaries. That's for someone else. Mm. Well, it's for someone else until it's for you. And what I want to do is invite us to think ahead. I'm a planner. I am completely in love with planning because I know what happens when people don't have plans. I can see even after you have a plan that something comes in from left field that's completely unexpected and it can potentially derail you or perhaps with a plan, it just, you just, you just pivot a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. you, you're not thrust into this emotional angst that the absence of a plan uh, often results in. So I just, um, I like to prepare. I mean, it's, I, I, I sold insurance for the first 19 years of my career because they didn't allow girls and young women to be in investing. And you know what the important thing about life insurance is? You've got to buy it when you don't need it. Right. All insurance is like that, right? All insurance. And, and, and life insurance is bought because you love someone. So let's bring the love mirror back to ourselves, women, because we are typically a lot of outgoing energy because of our, our mother or our partner status and our wife status or, you know, we're caring for other people and I want us to care for ourselves. So tell us a little bit about uh, this whole concept of women navigating finances. I'm hearing about some of the foundation of it and your passion behind it from your experience. And as I'm thinking about navigating and looking at, a picture of you at the top of, where are you? In Africa, at the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. Yeah, Africa's highest point. I should, I should figure this out, Africa's highest yeah. point. Um, so yeah, when I thought about this latest foray to helping more and more people, because I'm basically wanting to leverage the wisdom I have, and I said to myself, wow, 
navigation is so key, right? I mean, I went up and down Mount Kilimanjaro and I summited it with the help of great navigational guides. Now I might've gotten to the top without them. I can't think how many more days it would have been and how perilous it would have been. Mm -hmm. Completely scary. I mean, it probably have obviated the whole joy of getting to the summit with the angst of the in-between ambiguity. So I love the idea and I was complete, I'm a control freak, right? I was completely, however, willing and eager to delegate to someone that had been up and down that mountain 780 times before. And that was our porter. Wow. So I've been doing this and it's probably not a situation that a woman is going to bring to me that I haven't seen, dealt with, and helped a person forage through. And so I use the word navigation because I think there's this adage with the internet that, oh, finances must be easy. It's all over the internet. Oh, yeah, well, like a lot of information is on the internet. It's like, it's like, you know, overwhelming. What I want to do is narrow the path, narrow our focus so that if you say to me, Deborah, I want to retire at this age. Deborah, I want to buy a second home. I want to buy a lake home. I want to send my kid to a, a better school than otherwise they would afford. I want to do whatever I want to do. Then I can in turn feed back to you. Hmm, here's one route. Here's another route. Here are the perils here. Here are the, the advantages here. Like you might pay extra money in your state to go on a paid highway. In New Jersey, it's the Garden State Parkway or the Turnpike. Can you get there without paying a toll? Yeah. You're going to see an awful lot of little towns, take a lot longer. So there will be times in our life that we want to go through the little towns and we want to take a look at the surroundings. And then there'll be times in our life where we're so eager to get to that goal. Right. We'll pay the extra toll and we'll get there. Great analogy. I love the way you bring analogies into everything because it makes it easy to understand. And let's touch upon this aspect of it. There's, there's a myth and or a fact that women and, you know, understanding finances is not easy for women yeah. or women don't like it or, and, and money is fun. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you know, I mean, here's the example. Like, like you, you get out a pair of jeans and you put them on and there's a 20 in the pocket. Oh, I love when that happens. That's a great day, you know? Yeah. It's, it's fun. I mean, you're reaching your couch and there's mac and cheese change, right? It's, it's just fun to find money. And it's also fun and reassuring to know in the back of our mind, I got that. So we've earmarked certain funds for certain goals. And we can then go through our day-to-day -day life with certain other pockets of money or uh, portals of money that we'll tap for those situations. So there's this sense of, hmm, there are a lot of different circumstances and there are a lot of different ways in which we can fund those circumstances. And so I'm going to expand, I'm going to define finances for a minute because I think there's a lot of people that focus in on investments because that's what's that's what, where all of the information is, and you can get all hepped up on a stock. And yet what I want to portray is that we want to handle debt management. We want to handle our liabilities, the risk in our lives, known and unknown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm fond of saying one lawsuit can ruin your whole morning. Right? So if you're just myopic on your investments, and I'll proud of yourself that you've done some really snappy investment research, to tell you to buy Microsoft and not Apple or vice versa, 
and your child or you are in a car accident and deemed responsible for running someone off the road in which they're killed or maimed, all of that stock analysis will lie fallow. You will suffer the potential of the loss of every asset you owned and your social security and or pension being garnished. These are serious oversights. And so I wanna bring out and to the fore and show everybody, open the kimono. This is what we're dealing with. None of it is beyond anybody's comprehension. And to your point, Nick, Nancy, common sense is at the core of good financing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a question that I have is, so you've been in this industry for 42 years uh, and now you're with child labor. It was child labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and now um, rather than serving clients one-on-one -on -one and through your firm, you're expanding to really give more people access to the same type of information and resources that you've been sharing with your clients these past years. And one of the things I loved, you and I had a conversation and right after uh, the pandemic and COVID hit, I had several of my clients who were in a panic about their stocks and their investments and what was going to happen and blah, 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 blah. And I remember calling you and saying, oh my gosh, I'm sure your phone must be ringing off the hook. And the answer that you shared was stellar. I'm trusting you remember it as well as I do. <laughs> so t tell us about that. Well, as a financial advisor, we have uh, schooled our people and, and educated our people about uh, market flows and market cycles. And uh, no, our, our phones weren't ringing off the hook. Our clients were completely prepared uh, for volatility. Uh, the pandemic threw everybody for a loop because there weren't answers to that. But no one was calling about market volatility. And we take that as a pride of uh, a, a matter of pride because we have effectively separated out the emotion and the money. Mm. And I think we, that's we only learn that. completely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, um, so I love that you're taking what you've done with your clients for all these years to educate them. And I, the way you said that, separate the emotion from the money. And the intellect, you know, from the intellect. Yeah, yeah, to allow us to be informed. And if I, if I can even, if I can be prepared for the unexpected, yeah. if I can see cycles and things happening, and that's what you're really bringing us with women navigating finances. Um, so good. And so if you haven't already done so, be sure to go to uh, Deb's website. She's got some great resources for you there, womennavigatingfinances.com. And as we round out our conversation today on the Be Real, Get Real podcast, how is it that you found yourself in financial services and stayed in the career for such a long time? People typically shift careers. I have usually about every, you know, five to 10 years, although this, I think I'm in my longest career right now, but it's so diverse. That's why I stay. Because I get to talk to awesome people all the time. So how did you come into this business and what was it that had you stay? Well, I was very intrigued as a young girl uh, about uh, stocks and particularly my grandfather was a stock market investor and he handed us certificates of stock and his hands were literally shaking and, and he wasn't a man of you know great emotion. And, and I just 
I was wide eyed and I thought there's, there's something much more important than a piece of paper there. So it piqued my interest. My aunt took me to the New York Stock Exchange as a young girl. I was completely aghast at just, I had never seen that much energy and excitement, um, you know, just on the other side of the plexiglass. And, and I knew right then there is energy there that I have never seen the likes of, and I want to be a part of it. And ever since then, I have deemed money as energy. I talk about money as a tool. It's definitely a tool. Money is energy. And if we can shift our energy and reapportion money towards a, a better goal or a sooner goal or make certain that it doesn't get whittled away from unne by unnecessary taxes. If we can mold that energy to match our goals and what I call our mission, then we've done a great thing. And now all of that fear is gone because we feel energized that we've got this. We've got the plan that we're mapping out. We're going to get our proverbial financial car or boat or whatever mode of transportation to that goal. And we're going to be happy as we go and happy as we get to all of those interim and ultimate goals. And I just love dealing with people. And I've been so blessed to deal with dozens and dozens of clients over the years. And this latest foray is an, an expansive um, communication uh, style, if you will, that it feels to me like there it's time. We're ripe for community as women. We're ripe to tell stories because I have certainly made, I have had my financial car in potholes and I will be sharing those very things so that nobody thinks that they're exempt such that as women, we're going to join together in group settings sometimes. And sometimes there'll be some one-on-one, -on -one, but the group a dynamic, I think, is going to embrace this money as energy in a way that I think is going to be completely compounding, every pun intended, and give each one of the women, as well as us as a group, because we can say, Atta girl, Gladys, you did it. You know, oh, how is that coming along? You know, when your son asked you for money the third time this month. No, this time I was able to stand in my power and say, son, for, this is going to be for both of our benefits. And here's how we're shifting the patterns that we have set up. So yeah. I need to take people where, oh, I don't need to do anything, but I want to take people where they are, accept everyone where they are, and then say, how is that working for you? And if it's feeling poorly, then I want to shift that energy. So now you're feeling great and empowered because when you feel great, that completely compounds and extends to your entire family, friends, your sphere of influence, and it shapes your legacy. The financial and the personal are inextricably connected. If I can up-level you financially, your happiness level is just immediately and simultaneously up-leveled. So I'm going to help us get our energy cleared out, all the negative, all the past mistakes, if there have been, and move us forward into an arena, into a path, into a map, uh, a GPS uh, a system, if you will, mm -hmm. to navigate any of the pitfalls, known and unknown, and get us safely to our goals. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm in. I'm looking forward to this. And and like, as you were just talking about this and being in a community where it's okay to talk about money, like growing up, my mom was like, don't ever tell people what you make. 
like, what's that about? And, and not from a boastful place. Like, so we got, there's a lot of cobwebs to get rid of so that we can have the financial empowered life we desire and deserve. So I thank you. For Mainly deserve right there. Deserve, <laughs> yes. So thank you for leading the charge and thank you for making time to be with us for the Be Real, Get Real podcast. I appreciate you. It's going to be an amazing ride. So uh, be sure everyone out there, you go to womennavigatingfinances.com. So thank you, Deborah, for being with us. Thank today. you, Nancy. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. And for all of you out there listening until next time, get out there, make it a great day, be the one and remember to be real and get real. So you too can achieve real results. Have a great day, everybody. Bye now. Bye Deb. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network, the place where impact-driven women shine as they make a positive difference for their families, their communities, and the world at large. Be sure to visit womensprosperitynetwork.com to tap into the power, resources, and connections this extraordinary community provides. That's it for today. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and until next time, make it a magical day.